The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hebrews chapter 7. Let's get into the word of God this morning. We are going further. Last Sunday I said I will open you up. So I want to try and stick you back up today. We are talking about reigning. Let me hear somebody shout, I am reigning. We found out that that's what it means to be born again. Or that's a major part of our new birth. He made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. We are supposed to be reigning. And what it takes to do that is what we've been discussing. So, in fact, let's read from Hebrews chapter 6, just a few verses. Before we go into chapter 7, um, there's a picture of our kingship here. Hebrews 6 from verse 19, and then we'll go into chapter 7. Praise the Lord. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us. Who is that forerunner? Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus is my forerunner. He has gone ahead of me so that I can follow after him. I told you last week, Jesus is the first new creation. He's the firstborn that was raised from the dead. And that's what this is referring to. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, and watch this, this is where we are going, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So, chapter 7 now begins to describe the kind of high priest Melchizedek was. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, that was his jurisdiction, his city, or where he ruled over. King of Salem, priest of the Most High God. So, th this is the order. He is the king and he is the priest. Who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. To whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being translated king of righteousness. Hallelujah. And then also king of Salem. Salem meaning peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy. Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But made like the son of God. Remains a priest continually. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blessing upon the reading of your word. We ask that you open our eyes as you speak your word to us this morning. Open our ears and open our hearts. Let us understand this life, this status of kingship and priesthood that you've called us unto. And help us to live it out and enjoy and maximize the benefits in Jesus' mighty name. High five your neighbor this uh, morning and say you are called to reign and you shall reign on this earth in Jesus' name. Please take your seats. Glory be to God. Um, we really started on this journey two Sundays ago, the communion service. And from Revelation chapter 5, we saw what a picture of our redemption um, that Jesus was the lion of the tribe of Judah and at the same time is the lamb of God that was slain. And it's through the shedding of his blood 
That's what we are celebrating at the communion service. That we are born again. That's how we have been redeemed and brought as one into the family of God. In that service, we emphasize the place of unity. That's what Jesus did for us. None of us should get involved in division and separation and strife and arguments. The temptation will be there. Satan will try to do that. Don't fall for the trick. Can I hear a loud amen? And we went on and we read that he made us kings and priests. And we shall reign. And last Sunday we started talking about that. Reigning. We are to reign on the earth. That means in every area of our lives, we should be in charge. We should be in control. We should be exerting dominion. And in our life on this earth, we should be the one on top. Now, you may not be experiencing that um, in certain areas of your life or even in your life generally, but you should know that that is your true status if you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Can somebody shout a loud amen to that? And we start teaching you how to do that. What it takes to live that life. There are two major parts to it we said. We said the God part is vital. You need an understanding of what God has done. And in the midweek services, we have been going deeper and deeper into that. Looking into the finished work through the lens of mercy and grace. And God's goodness and God's kindness. And just learning what that means. Where our new creation status and this calling we have to reign is concerned. I want to encourage you again. If you miss the teachings during the midweek service, please go and listen to them. So, so vital. But then there is this other side, which is what we are focusing on on Sunday. Which deals with what you have to do. The Christianity... And please, you need to hear this over and over again. That tries to put everything on God will never work. Nothing works that way. You see, if everything was on God, everybody would be born again in the world by now. Because Jesus died for all of us. Why is it only certain people that um, Jesus is dead? Why is it just it's only certain people that are benefiting? Like I said the other day, who salvation help? Like they're saying, worry. Saying. The people that believed it, the people that responded to it. That's why we teach your part. That your part is what we call the response of faith. And it is as important as the work God has done um, as well. That's what we are teaching here. It's that important. What do I mean by saying it's that important? I'm saying if you don't respond to what God has done, you cannot benefit from what God has done. As you ought. And that's the lesson we are learning here. What God has done is that he has made us kings and priests. The question now is, what am I to do to enjoy and benefit and live in and walk in um, that finished work, that status of reigning? Hallelujah. Um, First Timothy chapter 6 is where we'll pick it up from here today. We, We are just going to continue from where we left off. Last week. Look at this text powerfully again. This powerful text again. First Timothy 6. Um, he, Jesus, talking about Jesus, who is blessed and only potentate. We'll define that word because I know you didn't use it last week. Ah, my brother, you are the only potentate or you are potentate. No. I know you don't talk like that, so we'll come to it. 
He is the only potentate, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Jesus is the King of the Kings. Who are those kings? You and I. He is the Lord of the Lords. Who are those Lords? You and I. This is where our kingship comes from. We have a forerunner. We have a forerunner. Jesus has gone ahead of us and he has been made a king and a priest like Melchizedek was. We will look into what that means because that's what I want to show today. What what God told me to tell anyone and everyone that is interested in, in this service today, start reigning if you are not reigning yet. That's who you are. If you are born again, start reigning. And if you're already reigning, maybe in some areas of your life or to a degree, continue to reign. Take your dominion to spheres you have never experienced before. See, the word potentate means a person that possesses great power. When Jesus rose up from the dead, he said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what they mean by only. He's the only one that has that power. That's what potentate means. Someone that possesses. Somebody say he possesses. You are not talking like you have had breakfast this morning. Okay, maybe you've not had breakfast. Talk like you are alive. Say possesses. He possesses and is all power. Someone that possesses great power as a sovereign monarch. A ruler or a king. So when they say he's the only only one ruling at this class. And he is our forerunner. He is our prototype. He is our template. He is our example. Hallelujah. So that means you also have power. Can I hear loud amen? You also are a great monarch. Hallelujah. You also are a ruler. You also are a king. That's what it means to be born again. You are a king. You are a king. And how to live that is what we are talking about. Praise God. This is where we want to zero in on this morning. And continue from where we left us. What am I to do? John chapter 2 paints a powerful portrait for us. And what I'm teaching today rests on what we shared last week, both on Sunday and the midweek service. So please just try and plug in. Um, John chapter 2, you, we all know this story very well. Jesus was invited to the wedding um, at Cana in Galilee. The Bible said that was where he performed his first miracle. Verse 11, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. That's the example. Pastor T, you are to manifest God's glory in your ministry, in your marriage, in your career, in your business. Manifest. That's what we have to do as kings. Manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So, There's something I've shared with us many times. The law of first mention. They say this was the first miracle he did. When you look at it closely, you will see a pattern of what made it happen. And that's what I want us to look at this morning. They they were in that wedding and the wine ran out. Money ran out. Joy ran out. Peace ran out. Health ran out. Ran out. Lack started. And Jesus was in the wedding. So that Jesus is in your marriage, Jesus is in your church, Jesus is in your business, Jesus is in your career, Jesus is in your life, does not mean things will not try to dominate you. 
However, Mary came to them, verse 5, the mother of Jesus, and I will say preach to them like I'm preaching to you today. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. That is the key. That is the key. Now that Jesus is in your life, glory be to God. Is somebody excited about that? Now that you are born again, now that you are a new creation in Christ, and note you are a king and a priest, we're going to come into that in a moment, now that you are in the finished work of Christ, when lack comes, when poverty comes, when shame comes, anything you don't want, the key to manifesting the glory that you now carry on your inside is whatever it tells you to do, do it. And that's what you have to do. That's what we are teaching you here. That's how we ended service on Sunday. Pray, God, show me what to do. We, we read that prophecy David declared in John chapter, I mean in Psalms chapter 2. And we brought out five things. He saw God sitting on the throne and laughing. That is the picture of dominion. Laughing at the devil. And we mentioned five things. I won't bother going to that. Those are the things you have to do. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And as they did what he told them to do, water became wine. Hallelujah. That's lack turning into abundance. That's sorrow becoming joy. That's pain becoming pleasure. That's shame and reproach and embarrassment becoming glory and honor. Can I hear a loud amen? That is reigning. That's the life we have been called into. Don't get the idea that because you are born again and you come to church and you are director of operations, you will not face challenges. However, understand that when challenges come, because you are born again, glory be to God, because you are in Christ Jesus, because you are a beneficiary of the finished work, because you are a king and a priest, if you can look at Jesus and find out from him what to do, fill the water pot with water. Take a cup and take it to the governor of the feast. And you do it all. Not that Jesus told you to fill the water pot. You didn't fill the water pot. Those three steps. You hear the instruction. That there, were, there may be several instructions. And you do it. The lack will turn to abundance. Hallelujah. So let's look at this order of Melchizedek. Because... Jesus is our pattern, our forerunner. But as it were, Jesus has a forerunner. They said you are king or you are high priest after the death of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 5, that's the text we read. The, 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 the text we read described in chapter 7, the order of Melchizedek. We'll look at it again in a moment. But look at chapter 5 first. Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 9. This is also talking about Jesus. And having been perfected, he, Jesus, became, glory be to God, the author of eternal salvation. Isn't that beautiful? Eternal salvation. We, we said the other Sunday, we have a perfect Savior that has worked out a perfect redemption for us. It will be here forever. The problems that come against us regardless, they may be sealed seven times. The salvation that Christ has worked for us will open up every seal. Hallelujah. He has become the author of eternal salvation to all that obey him. That is it. 
obeying means being born again, receiving the, the salvation he has brought, obeying means the instructions he will give you. Fill the water pot with water. Take a cup to the governor and they obey him. That's how you walk in this thing. He, he, he is the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. What is the order of Melchizedek? Look at it very closely again. Hebrews 7. Praise God. Verse 2. We read, but look at it again. To whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first of all translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem. Hallelujah. Meaning king of peace. Hallelujah. Watch this. Whom the um, king of priests, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither um, beginning of days or end of life, but made him like the son of God, remains a priest forever. So he is a king. This is the order of Melchizedek. You are a king. Somebody say, I am a king. But you are also a priest. Hallelujah. This is the order. You are a priest, but you are also a king. If you try to live as a king, rule and dominate, control and be in charge, and you are not priestly, could it work? This is where many Christians are mixing it. Binding, but no devil is listen to them because they are not serving. Their priesthood altar is nada. If you want to be a priest, you are serving, 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 but you don't want to exercise dominion. You don't want to command and speak. Can okay, it work? This is the order. Hallelujah. Um, Hebrews 6, verse 20 again. Having become high priest for all forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God. He is a king and a priest. That's how you reign on the earth. That is how you reign on the earth. And you need to understand this order. So how do we reign? I'm going to close with that. Three simple steps in addition to all we've said before. Number one is discover your purpose. Discover your purpose. Melchizedek had a jurisdiction, king of Salem. King of Salem. King of Salem. Find out, this is it, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And remember Ephesians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 3 was describing our redemption. And in verse 10, this is what they said. For we are God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, created in Christ Jesus. That's the new creation. Say with me, I'm created in Christ Jesus. As God's workmanship. But not only that, for good works, there is a for to my life. There is a for to the creation that I am in Christ. That's the purpose. For good works which God prepared before and that I should now walk in. That is purpose. That is your salem. That's your jurisdiction. That's where your kingship can show forth. Discover your purpose. Serve God. Number two, 
and humanity with that purpose. Is these things we teach in church? That's how this life will begin to manifest, shoot forth his glory in your life. It's there. When did he get there? The day you got born again. How does he show off what you do? What you do? What am I to do? Find out why he made me. Ah, pastor, I don't know why. That's where prayer comes in. You ask. And like I've been teaching us forever, and I will still teach forever. So the earlier you start doing it, the better for us. You and me. (laughs) Praise God. Start serving in the house of God. You don't know your purpose? Join a service group. Until God begins to reveal why he created you to you. Just be serving. Bible says whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. That's how you describe. When I came to this church, I was diver. That was all I used to do for Reverend K then. Who would have thought I would be the senior pastor? As the people that were around then, that I would be the senior pastor. There were people more anointed than me. There are people more gifted than me. Who ever thought I would be the senior pastor? I didn't even know I was called to be a pastor. But in the process of doing one stewardship assignment or the other, and there's practically nothing I've not done in this church, including choir and technical, and carrying speaker. <laughs> I remember one day we were going for a meeting. God just brought the picture back to me. One of the leading pastors in the city of Lagos. We were going for that meeting. Him, Dr. K, and myself. I was the one carrying the speaker. And he just looked at me one day. Wow, the way I was just doing that, I said, there's some greatness inside of you. Or words to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Just be serving. Just be serving. This is how you find. When you land on God's purpose for your life, greatness and dominion, ready for you to start exploring on that level. That's when you start making testimonies like I've not been sick in 25 years. That's dominion. That's reigning in life. It comes in your salem. In your salem. That's the first step. Then once you've discovered that jurisdiction, ah, you are called to ministry, you are called to business, you are called to politics, you are called to entertainment, you are called to be raising your children, whatever you're calling is. Just make sure it's from God. <laughs> Praise God. And you are there doing that assignment. You just are seeing, you speak like this, things respond. In the words of a king, there's power. You speak, things respond. Then use it for the purpose of God and to benefit men. So Genesis 14, which is what Hebrews 7 was telling us the story about Abraham and Melchizedek. When Abraham went and fought the kings and he conquered and he rescued Lot, the Bible said Melchizedek came, the priest of God, and he blessed, he served Abraham, he prayed for him, he blessed him in the name of God. That's what you do. And it's in doing that that the kingship and the dominion begins to shine forth. Look at this text. We quote it every time. Look at it again in light of what we are talking about. First Peter chapter 2. This is the order of Melchizedek. Somebody say order of Melchizedek. And please, that's just quoting what the Bible says. What does it mean? This is what it means. You are a chosen generation. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. A royal priesthood. That's the order of Melchizedek. You are a king and you are a priest. You are someone with authority and dominion, but you are a servant. You're not a politician stealing the people's money. That's the kingship we know in this world. But that's not this, that's not, this is not the heavenly kingship. You are a king, oh. You are, God has loaded you with wealth. 
But you use that money to serve. God has loaded it with wisdom. You use that wisdom to serve. God has given you, I mean, you are the number one IT guy. Everybody knows you are the one. But you use it to serve a royal priesthood. That is the life of the new creation. Hallelujah. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Please watch carefully. Is all special people. Somebody shout, I'm special. That you may proclaim the praises of him. That's so forth his glory, really. Who called you out of darkness, called you out of sickness, poverty, failure, shame, got you born again. Into his marvelous light. Now look at verse 10. This is what we've been saying since Dr. K came on the last trip. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy. Hallelujah. But now we have obtained mercy. That's where it starts from. The mercy of God. The grace of God. The favor of God. The kindness of God. The, towards us. That's how we got born again. And when we got born again, we became new creations. And when we became new creations, it means we became kings. And priests. A royal priesthood. And this is how we live it. And reign in it. We discover our God-given purpose. We use it to serve God and to serve man. And the final way to do it is follow the manual for living or the manual for reigning. This is where the instructions of Jesus come in. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Back to John chapter 2. That's, that's it. First, Second Timothy chapter 3 as I close this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody confess with all the faith in you, I'm called to reign. And I'm reigning. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am called to reign. On this earth. And in this life. And I am reigning. Look at those areas of your life where it seems you are defeated right now. Whether it's your health or finances or spiritually, your job, your marriage. Look at the challenges that are facing you. The weather. No, the weather should not rain over us. Hallelujah. The economy of the country where you are living in. Ah, it's a Buari economy. It's not a good economy. You should dominate it. Can I hear loud amen? And hear the good news. So the capacity to dominate it is inside of you. And I'm telling you, child of God, the moment you step into your God-ordained purpose and you start using that purpose for God's glory and some people, you will see that dominance come up. It doesn't matter who the president is. Like Daniel, you will step into Babylon and you will reign. Oh, hallelujah. Like Joseph, you will step into Egypt and you will reign. But you, you know your purpose, you know your gift, and you are using it for God and to serve men. But that's, that's the royal priesthood. Shout again what it takes to reign. Please look at those challenges that are before you. Don't, don't live. Look, don't, as a Christian, don't live like an ostrich. You know what I mean by that? Bury your head in the sound and, and uh, I, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm saying, hey, if they're sick on your body, sir, I'm not saying you should confess you're sick. Oh, fight it. You are not, this thing is not, doesn't belong here. There's poverty. I'm, one day I woke up. I'm telling you. I said, I'm broke. I didn't confess it to. That was my, if I don't do something. I told myself that day, ah, no, this is broke. There's no other definition for it. 
and don't use your understanding of scripture to come. I, now, I didn't start saying, start confessing, I'm broke, I'm broke. No, what did I start confessing? I am rich by Christ Jesus. Well, I was attacking the water that needed to be made wine. You need to know where you are. And you compare it to what God has finished for you. And you take the steps we are teaching you. Hallelujah. And let that capacity to dominate sickness and disease that is inside of you begin to show for that glory. The third thing is do what he tells you to do. Second Timothy chapter 3 um, verse 13 or oh, sorry verse 14 is where we will start from. I'm going to verses 16 and 17. But please watch from verse 14 very closely. And in the light of what we are talking about. But you must continue. I have preached to you about that word a lot in this church. Continuing the things which you have learned. This, those of you that have seen one kind of reigning happen in your life before. I mean, God has helped you to reign spiritually or reign in your health, reign in your finances. Don't ever get to that point in your spiritual growth where me, I don't have to pray with Dr. K anymore. For where? Ah, me, I don't have to fast anymore. That fast that they are calling in church this month and people like us is not for us. For where? Let me tell you what's happening here. Satan is setting you up for a fall. You must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you learned them. Who do you learn them from? Jesus, your forerunner. Jesus, your forerunner. Even if you are following Paul as he follows Christ, or following Pastor Thea as follows Christ, the ultimate teacher is Christ. Can I hear a loud amen? You follow Jesus. That's why what he says Fill that water pot with water. Take a cup to the governor. That's why it's so vital. Knowing from whom you learned them and that from childhood. So you don't ever come to us. I used to pray when I was on campus. Now that I'm the, the head of this so so and so, we don't pray anymore. Are you allowing that kind of thing to stay in your life? You don't know what brought you to where you are. The prayer you prayed on campus that has now brought to the point where you are the head of this company now. You should now compound it. I know you are busier now. I know you now have a career. I know you have a time. But you are a royal priesthood. You must not lose that revelation of who you are. So you find the time. It is there. Donald Trump only has 24 hours. Oh, glory be to God. Tap your neighbor and say, we are talking about raining. We are talking about raining. That from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures. This, whatever I tell you to do. Which are able to make you wise for salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. See, salvation there is our reigning. Our redemption. That's how we became kings and priests. Verse 16 and 17, where we want to go. All scripture. Somebody say all of them. Ah, Old Testament, New Testament. Hey, talk to me this morning. Old Testament, New Testament. Those of you that don't like reading your Old Testament. Old Testament, New Testament. How many of them? All. Now, you read the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament. Not that you don't read Old Testament. 
all scripture. That's where you see the fill the water pot with water instructions from. They are given by the inspiration of God. I'm coming to that in a moment. And profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for, this is it, instructions in righteousness. Fill the water pot with water. That's how the glory in you will eventually come forth. Instructions that the man of God, you and I born again, will be complete, thoroughly equipped for the good work that we are created for. Glory, glory be to God. So, I discover my purpose. I don't know it yet. I pray about it. We're going to pray about it again today. And in the meantime, I'm just serving God to the best of the knowledge and ability I have. And I'm doing that with a heart that is serving God and serving men. I'm okay washing people's feet. I'm okay leading praise and worship. I'm okay welcoming people to church. I'm okay cleaning the auditorium for people to come and sit down. I'm okay preaching the sermon. I'm okay praying for people. I'm okay giving to the church projects. I talked about financial stewards today. After everybody has given their own, okay, I'm privileged. I'm okay to give it. Washing people's feet. And how am I doing these things? The Holy Scriptures. So there are two things there. There's the written one, which is what we read from David in Psalm 2. He said, ask. You see, there's some written instructions. I gave you five of them last week. I won't, won't touch them again. You see in the book. Then there are the ones you will never find in Scripture. You will never find fill the water pot with water. And you can't take that as your own instruction, no. Ah, Pastor T preached from John chapter 2. So, I'm going to go next Sunday. I'm coming to church with the water pots. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fill it with water in the bathroom. That, that is not your instruction. You, you get what I'm saying? These are things that come by inspiration. Because even the written one came by inspiration. And that's what you should do for the remaining days of this year. Are you interested in reigning? If you have anything in your life, that you need to reign over. Can you raise your hand this morning in this season of your life? Maybe financially, there's a mountain you need to reign over. Concerning your health, you need to reign over something. Spiritually, there are things you need to deal with. On your job, in your family. See, that's all of us. What, what do I do? One, recognize what Jesus has done for you through his mercy, through his grace, the finished work. Please hear what we taught in the last two Wednesdays. Then, what you are to do. And this is the prayer you pray. The same prayer we prayed as we finished service last week. Jesus, what am I to do? And you stay there looking unto Jesus, seeking his face, praying until, somebody say until, you hear your own fill the water pot with water instruction. Take it to the governor. And until, as you, are, as you do it, the water pumps to wine. That's all to do. And I'm telling you, that thing you're calling a problem today, you'll see how it will bow down to you in the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to heaven. And begin to talk to God. Simple prayer again. Lord Jesus, show me what to do. Kaya Pokoto. Just show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. Kana Moshakata Bosokoto. Show me what to do. Look at those challenges that are trying to tell you you are not a king. All that one person is saying is just talking. There is no king, nothing in your life. Can't you see I'm the one ruling over you? Look at that health challenge. Look at that financial problem. 
look at that thing that seems to be a humiliation in your life. And you speak to that thing, I'm a king over you. I reign in this matter. I reign. I am not subdued by this matter. I subdue it. Listen to me. Listen to me, church. As we are praying, God told me this service, if they will do what I'm telling you to tell them to do, I will turn on that king status in them. It is an activation service. And as you do in this service and as you go on, I will t- you will dominate. Ah, they used to know you as barren. You will have children to the point you say, God, no more children. Let me start praying for people that have children. You will dominate that thing. You didn't have money before. You will, the next project, say, Pastor, don't, have they given all they want to give? I will take care of the rest. That's what we are talking about. Dominate. You were a single mother, didn't know food to eat. You will start a foundation. You will start feeding other single mothers. God will establish you in an area. You will be an authority. That's the thing. But you will not be a yeye king that is boastful and oppressing people. You will be a servant. That's the life you have been called to. So look at those challenges. One or two or three of them. Open your mouth and declare to that thing, I dominate over you. I reign over you. Talk, oh, kings talk, oh, in the world of the king, there's a power. Then, begin to pray to Jesus. Show me what to do. You don't keep your eyes on the problem. You keep your eyes, you speak to the mountain, but you keep your eyes on Jesus. Show me what to do. Kalabo Show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. It's a simple prayer. You can pray it if you're interested. Show me what to do. Show me the water pots to fill. Show me. Show me. That, that's all. <laughs> I've shared my testimony with you a thousand and one times. After we had that second miscarriage, I don't, I'm, this, this is what I was doing. I knew I was to have children. I knew the work had been finished. I knew I had victory. So I just started praying. And suddenly I heard the voice of God. I will tell you one thing the devil is always afraid of. He's always afraid of the blood of Jesus. That was the day change came. Oh, manifestation didn't come until several months or maybe over a year after. But that was the day that I became a king over barrenness. Because that's your calling. Show me what to do. You pray it until you hear. You pray it until you hear. Show me what to do. Align yourself to God's purpose. We're going to pray that prayer at the end of service. God, show me my purpose. Get into service. Serve God, serve men. That's why we called you. That's why we gifted you. That's why we enabled you. Businessman, you have to serve God with that business gift. Career professional, you have to serve God with that career. Politician, you have to serve God with that political gift. Entertainer, sportsman, man of God, preacher, you have to serve God with your gift. Everybody was created for the purpose of God. And you live by the book. You don't create your own rules. Ah, me, I'm not to fast. That's not true. You are to fast like us. Hey, me, I'm not to pray. Hey, me, I don't serve. For where? You are bigger than the book, Abby. No. Get in line with the manual. The manual. The manual. Kaya Labosha. The manual for living is the manual for reigning. And then we look at Jesus. Show me what to do. Come on, one more minute. Pray, pray, pray. Show me what to do. Kaya Labosha. God is speaking to somebody under the sound of my voice. Show me what to do. This year must not end without me reigning as a king. Show me. Listen. John chapter 2 again. Please watch this. Watch this. 
God showed me this towards the end of the first service. It's vital. So Mary told them, verse 5, what he tells you to do, or do it. Verse 7, please watch how Jesus shows us what to do. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And he stopped talking. We are looking for wine. He said, let's fill the water pots with water. Stop talking. And they filled them up to the brim. That's very instructive. They just didn't do it anyhow. They filled it up. To, I'm sure Jesus was impressed. Ah, to the brim. Uh-huh. You people, you have the right spirit. The way some of us behave, God, Jesus is not going to talk to you again. You didn't hear the first instruction because you think you know what to do. And you didn't obey the first instruction. Fill the water pot. They filled it to the brim. Then he spoke again. Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. So the miracle happened between when they took it and when the master tasted it. I'm very sure before the last step to giving that governor of the feast the cup, it was still water. In fact, I'm very sure when the governor collected the cup from them, it was still water. I'm even very sure when the governor lifted up the cup, it was still water. It was when he was about to taste it that he turned to wine. What am I saying? The instructions don't have to make sense to you. The instructions don't have to make fast. How fast thing is going to get you a job? It doesn't have to make sense to you. Go and join the packing team. How that is going to make give you your next promotion? It doesn't have to make sense to you. Your job is to hear, hello somebody, the written word and the inspired word, which you will hear when you pray this prayer and look unto Jesus. And when you hear, fill the water pot, water, go and fill the water pot. Can somebody shout, I hear, sir? When you hear, draw some and take governor, go and draw some and just look, make a mistake. If you think you are hearing God, it's better to make an error. That I thought that's what God told me to do. You will learn from the mistake. It's part of the process of growing. But when you come to that place, my brother, my sister, where in your bedroom you can pray and hear God say, I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. That's the end of barrenness forever in your life. And it doesn't just come. You, you pray. You stay there. It may take you years. We're in that barrenness on for seven years. But that's how your dominion comes. Glory be to God. For the next minute again, leave those hands to heaven. Tell me what to do, Lord Jesus. From where I am, from where I am, I have water here now, and I need wine. Tell me what to do. Oh, your miracles are happening in somebody's life already. Catch this. Tell me what to do. And as you get those instructions, please obey them. He became the author of eternal salvation to all that obey him. Please obey them. I see the Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email 
KMIAfrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.